0: All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I don't know what episode this is because we're just doing so many out here in Anaheim. I'm with Jason Pantana. Jason, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here, man. Good to see you. I'm happy to see you here. So we're at the Tom Ferry Summit in Anaheim. It's about to kick off Tom X Day. You're a coach and a speaker for Tom Ferry. Yep. You do the marketing edge, but before we get into that, just give us a little bit about your background and we'll lead into Tom Ferry.
1: Yeah, sure. So, one, thanks for having me. Pumped to be on the on the podcast. Uh, background, so I've been in real estate for a good number of years, uh, sold as an agent. I've worked in a corporate level. Uh, I used to work for Cobalt Banker Brand. I worked out of the G building. I was their uh, director of learning engagement. And we put on conferences, speak at events, things of that effect. And then from there transitioned into what I'm doing now, which is working with Tom as a business coach and a speaker. Uh, and I do, like you said, lead the Marketing Edge Conference. It's a traveling road show. We talk about agent marketing. So we dig into the mechanics, the philosophy, what works, what doesn't work, online, offline, all that good stuff. But what I care about most is just helping agents really establish their businesses, how do they generate a pipeline of leads, of
0: customers, of referrals, so that they can keep doing what they do best, which is serving customers. In the trenches as an agent, and then was it when you kind of grew into all these different roles, was it because you were really fond of marketing? Is because that's what you were great <laughs> at? Like, how did that evolution happen? Uh, True, I mean, really, I didn't plan any of it.
1: Uh, there's a long story to it. I'll give you the abbreviated one. Sure. Uh, I was an agent in an office. I ended up subbing in real quick to teach a class on Macs. I have a degree in marketing and I, I know tech. They were like, You look
0: young. You know about Max?" <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> and then I was teaching, and a mentor of mine who I didn't know him at the time, he's become a mentor since, happened to be in the session. He heard me teaching. He himself had a national platform as a speaker. Uh, and he started referring me opportunities. I mean, he gave me chances. And how long I, have you been speaking for? I've been speaking like six or seven years now. Wow. Yeah, because
0: I mean, that that makes sense. Because if you go to the Marketing Edge, I've heard you, I've heard you speak before. Like, you're really good. Oh, you're, you're really good up there. You're kind. You're no, really no. Good. I think you're really good. So, <laughs> you're kind. So that's kind of how it started. Just yeah. Off of like, well, and chance. then it
1: just kept growing, and then I ended up getting an opportunity to partner with the National Association of Realtors. They okay. had this initiative called Rethink the Future of Real Estate and they they let me go out and do those events wow. and they trained me and that led to a booking agent and speaking and then I went to Cobo Banker and then I'm with
0: Tom. So it's been it's this, been just a rush of opportunity. I'm I'm actually bummed that cuz we're going to have to like do a shorter version. Of, I wish we could have done like an hour because I would love to go like half hour on Nar. I and mean, you probably can't go there, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not you're not even affiliated at this point, right? No, I am. I'm still licensed.
1: Okay. I'm not actively selling, but I maintain my my uh, affiliation.
0: Just quickly, we'll we'll jump around all over the place because you brought up NAR. Do you think NAR n- can solely define what they do? In what sense? Like, if you were to say NAR, what are you? Are you a tech company? Are you a lobbyist? Are you protecting the consumer? Are you protecting the agent? Like, what are you like? If I were to say to Tom Ferry, what are you? We're helping make the best agents in America, right? Like we're helping put more money in the best agents in America's pockets, basically, right? Right? Coaching and training and what is NAR? That's a loaded question. It's so loaded and i (laughs) it's extremely loaded into that one. So it's like, (laughs) but you brought it up and I just...
1: Listen, I've been involved in groups and committees and we've dissected that very question in terms of who is the customer of the National Association of Realtors and at the end of the day, here's here's my honest opinion. There are a lot of people who work at NAR. They care deeply about agents. I'm a member of the National Association of Realtors. As they do a bang up job, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of protecting the rights of housing. And so, from a lobbyist standpoint, I see a lot of tremendous benefit there. I do as well. So I would say, I mean, how do I define very specifically and succinctly what do they do? I think they I think they are there to protect
0: housing and they serve their members and ultimately, we're agents. So I agree. And that's the, that would be the one tunnel I'd want them to stay in, but, but like spending all the money on, on and all this kind of stuff. Like when is it really helping agents or is it really breaking through is super questionable and debatable. I mean,
1: I could return the question and say, are they to do nothing in terms of trying to equip agents yeah. to be as effective as of they course. can be?
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. We're not going to spend a lot of time on NAR because we've got the marketing <laughs> guy here and I want to really dig deep on that. What is the number one thing? Because you talk to a lot of agents, you coach a lot of agents, you speak to thousands of agents every single year. What's the number one thing agents are missing right now in their marketing strategy? I'll try Maybe to you had give to you just pin it down. Like I, everyone's like Jason or whoever, like, uh, should I be on sure. Instagram? Should I be this? Like those are theoretical. But like, what is the one thing we're missing?
1: All right, I'll tell you what I've been thinking about a lot. I think there. I. This is going to be. I don't mean. to, i don't, I'm, try, I'm not trying to be mean. But I think a lot of agents' websites suck. Now, they've got great providers. There's a lot of companies out there that make really great websites for agents. It's not that they can't be great. It's that they kind of turnkey the solution to the provider to say, hey, give me a great website. And then it's got really beautiful landing pages. The IDX is clean and easy. They can even hand over the PPC Google advertising and all that kind of stuff. But then I feel like agents oftentimes use that as permission to step away and say, I don't have to invest time and energy and resources in terms of blogs videos content I can just let my website be this static place is
0: it because you think they're relying on PPC driving to the website and they're just like okay I'm making money off that I can see the return I'm getting three to one whatever it is and they're not building like basically what you're saying is they're not building brand on top I think that's a contributing factor I mean at the end of the day I get it
1: being an agent, you're you know the product you sell is agency. Yeah. And so that means you're spending most of your time delivering that service to your customers. And so the notion of, well, how do I do my marketing? Where do I find the time to do that? What's the most impactful for me? You know, you start running out of time and so you outsource or you insource or whatever it is, Um, And there are other factors that I think are missing in agents. I think they lack in, and I'm not trying to be mean, but oftentimes lack in consistency due to the reason that they're busy. They're busy. They're trying to provide a great experience for customers. But when I look at a lot of agents' websites, it's just, I've been doing an audit, and this is in my mind right now, so maybe I'm focused on it, but a lot of times they'll turn off the blog feature. I've seen that a lot, a lot of times, where they're not, like what you're doing right now, you're creating tons of content. Yeah. It could be podcasts, videos, blogs, whatever, but you're giving information because, at the end of the day, why do people go on Google? They're looking for information. Yeah. yeah. And so it doesn't matter, what you could be a floral shop, you could be an agent, you could be whatever, but at the end of the day, People are online, and the reason they're going to be attracted to you is to get information. It's easy to say, well, all they want to do is search for houses online. It's yeah. easy to fall into that belief system, but I'm like, is that all they really want to do? I mean, when we look at the data that Zillow produces, National Association of Realtors produces, most of it tells us like the, the, the number one factor in terms of why somebody hires an agent is trusted local expertise, right? And so that, that goes way beyond just searching for houses and setting up and pushing a heart
0: button to favorite them so to your point and your observation is dead on like us as agents are extremely busy and we get caught up in that we get caught up in that agent roller coaster that tom talks about that you talk like all the time right so if you're in that if like and you know it right like if it truly is the situation this person is super busy right but they know that building a brand and marketing is super important but they don't like i'm fortunate like sam's back here doing video like Jill, who's our, our marketing coordinator. So well, you've made it a priority. Here. It is a priority. But if, it, but if, but if somebody comes to you, maybe one of your coaching clients, whoever says, well, I just don't have the money to invest. I can't hire an employee. And I literally don't have the time. I'm my own admin. Right. Is it, what's the solution? Is it get an admin first and then leave marketing to the side almost? Cause I would disagree with that because then, because you need it to keep going. Like what piece where of do advice you start? can you, where do you start? Yeah. So,
1: I had this conversation with one of the coaches just you know lobby talk yesterday and I often because I lead marketing edge and so a lot of I'm not trying to stereotype but I get folks who will come to me and say hey what, do I, what should I be doing marketing wise to get business and if you really get behind what they're looking to achieve it's oftentimes an easy button where what's the thing I can do that will make it so that I never have to pick up my phone again I never have to call I never have to put in the sweat equity in terms of all the activities we know work yeah. to stay in touch, build relationships. And so the way I sniff that out is I'll typically say, first thing you got to do is go live on Facebook or something like that. Yeah. Because there so it is something, it, well, it doesn't cost anything, but what it will do is reveal to somebody if they're really willing to do that, yeah. because it's uncomfortable for a lot of folks to go live on Facebook, are you really willing to put in what it takes to do the video?
0: Is that, it, am it, that making sense? Yeah. So your thing, like if you're not willing to take that one step, then... Not that you're like, well, I'm just gonna quit on you and not offer you advice, but like, you're not gonna follow through on anything I tell you. Like to I can give some you the degree, whole yeah. entire rule, but like if you're not willing to do that one thing, I mean, look at are you. you willing to follow through? I mean, you say you've got
1: Sam and people who can support you, but how did those things come into being?
0: Yeah, 100%. If you, God, if you went on like YouTube and really did some digging, that profile is actually gone. But if you really did some digging on some old school stuff, Sam, you should see some of the stuff I was editing on, I don't even know what the computer was, it wasn't a Mac, it was terrible, it was awful. But why did you do it? I just knew, was, I knew being consistent, my whole thing, we've talked about this, I think, yeah. at dinners or something, but like, being consistent every single week, having content to put out there, like even in the beginning if it's not that good, like if you're like literally just talking about like, I don't know, the community, like, the house, the house features, like, it could be boring content, but putting stuff out there every week, I knew would, would take me from like, No, like literally when I came in the business, no experience, zero years in, and at least give me a shot with someone who's got 30 years on me. Totally. And and you have to cut that gap somehow, which to me, but here's the thing, right? People are like, well, it's because you were young. Here's the thing, right? When I jumped on Facebook, you know, I didn't have like, you know, I'm not a very popular guy. I had like no, I wasn't like adding people when I got in real estate, I was like, oh, I actually need to use Facebook. I, have I need to have to relationships. Use. People I, have to know me. People have yeah. to know me. It was like, this is a necessity for me. I don't think it's a young thing, old thing. I, I have, There's so many people that are seasoned agents that are getting it, that are doing it right. And they didn't grow up. Like, none of us actually grew up with it. Even, like, oh. the young people didn't grow up with this. Huh. It's here now. So you have to learn how to use it.
1: Yeah, you have to learn how to use it. But... I would I would sus- I'd suspect that you're doing these videos, maybe they're at a low level, Yes. but you're cranking yeah. them out because you believed that if I could do this consistently, it's gonna lead to the result I want. And I'm gonna bet that over time, things started to sort of mushroom and get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you hire Sam, you hire other yeah. people, you build around you. And my wife says this thing to me all the time when I get carried away with ideas. She has this saying, as the business necessitates. And I'm like, it's a I good like line because what it means is, If I find myself on a path where things are either coming somewhat naturally or it's getting bigger, bigger, and bigger, I'm like, okay, let's go to the nth degree with this. I need this, this, and this. And she's like, wait a minute, go to the next level and then the next level and bring people on as the business necessitates. So like, let's zoom out for a second. The first thing I said in terms of what are most agents missing, and I'm generalizing, is they need websites with actual content. Yet here we have the issue of... Well, I don't want to waste my time doing things that don't get me a great return. I'm busy, I sell houses, whatever the, the talk track is that keeps people out of doing that. But then you go to the starting point, and I would say like, I've been, we had a coach's reception, and I was looking for some examples of clients, coaching clients that I could use in the marketing edge materials. And all these coaches are just nominating their clients to me of so-and-so did this, 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 and this in terms sure. of what they did. And do you know what like nine out of ten things involved? Video. They just yeah, and and video like we say video, but it's really a bigger term. It's content. Why do people use the internet? Yeah, to get information. What is probably the best format for delivering that information?
0: Information, or it could literally just be like escapism. Yeah. Right. So like entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So there's the personal professional side of it. Because I think like like we, if you're in the Tom Ferry ecosystem, you know Kyle Whistle. I think what he does like, is more entertainment. Sure. I mean, it's actually I take that back. Kyle, it's local. Tell me, tell me, coming after me now. It's actually it's informational too. You're right. It is. It's everything. But but there's a definite, uh, you know, real fun factor to that.
1: Well, and there, I mean, and that goes without saying. Like in this day and age, I've got like, I do one search, I've got a billion or so results. Edutainment is a term that I keep top of mind because learning something new, researching, should be fun because others can make it fun. So if you have like a super stale website and it's boring I'm gonna fall asleep clicking my mouse button or whatever it is but you look at Kyle and what he's doing he's got these these County Eats and it's East a county great eats. show and it's keeping people informed and it's positioning him as a local expert and, and it's and a production engaged I mean you think you'd watch the I the Food Network? I interviewed Brian his marketing guy and we talked about how like what is the schedule they do yeah. and it's a total production it really is, but yet again, here's another example of somebody who started doing something consistently, made it a priority, and it evolved over time. And so I go back to one of the common things is, Jason, give me a marketing solution so that I don't have to make my calls or do the hard work. And I'm like, that doesn't exist. It, it, it doesn't exist ever, but there is a degree of scale where it's like if I can go live on, I can think of a guy named Greg Farcelli. He's an agent in Nashville. Okay. He made it a commitment to go live on Facebook every day for like a year. Wow. Which I'm not saying you have to go live every day okay. by any means. I'm not. But he went all in though. He went all in and his business has literally in two years in our coaching program, he's 10X'd. He wow. really has. And there's been other things he's done. He's gotten his CRM organized, he's gotten his emails going out more effectively. But Is it
0: all kind of like when you like are okay, I'm gonna go all in on marketing, it kind of forces you to get the back end?
1: I think that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm going to go all in on, and it doesn't have
0: to be everything.
1: Some people are like, I can't do video, postcards, email, I can't do all of it. I'm like, pick one thing. Like, what was the one thing you picked first?
0: Yeah, the one thing I picked, well, the one thing I picked first before any of the social stuff was expired letters. Okay. So you started with the tried and true. Literally, I went tried and true, expired letters, expired calls, those two things over and over and over again. And then for me, it was Facebook and YouTube. and. Um, so then, so, all right, so step one was work with what we know works, yeah. step two was start building
1: a persona on main social platforms, on having of. relationships, what yep. was step three?
0: I mean step three right now is literally content. trying to outproduce content you know like outproduce everybody on the content that's in real estate right mm-hmm. so the, which is gonna be an uphill battle obviously right now Instagram's a big deal obviously we're looking at Instagram a lot right. we're, we're trying to post there as often as we can Facebook of course if you've got, do, do you think if you have limited time, is face is Instagram and Facebook the, the place you should spend it? If you're trying to build a social brand and, and content, I as mean, an agent, that's a hard question to answer because you'll always hear somebody
1: say Pinterest is where it's at. Or really, I'm not saying that. I, no, I'm not. I understand. But, but you'll but for hear them, them, that. It, that's the for thing. For them, or they say I, LinkedIn more commonly. I'll hear LinkedIn. People are crushing it there. But, I do like LinkedIn. But yeah. I'll just be honest. Yeah, if I was forced like into a corner, what are my
0: top two picks? I would choose Facebook and Instagram. I would for agents for agents now if you're choosing Instagram I feel like Instagram is almost like three platforms right now Mm -hmm. it's like okay I'm posting on stories I'm posting on IGTV I'm posting in my my timeline I'm getting into my DMS like right like you can spend all your time there you could right so okay now when Instagram someday doesn't have everybody's attention what what would you tell an agent is it Does it come back to, like, really having a badass website so that you can control everything? Like, because if they put all the eggs in the Instagram basket, and then Instagram's just not as popular anymore, sure. like Snapchat's not as popular, how do you counterbalance that? I mean, I'm thinking of something I heard Gary V
1: say. Okay. Which he was talking about networks where they came out, and he was like, this is going to be the big one, and he went all in, and then it tanked a year later, whatever. Just, and then he said, he was like, you know what? Vine, for instance, he said, Vine taught me what I needed to know so that when Instagram was ready with stories and all that stuff, like I was ahead of the curve. Actually, you're so right about this
0: because I spent way too much time when Meerkat first came out. Yeah. Sitting there for like four hours a night with people like live Meerkatting and like Meerkat was a weird place. Did you ever get involved in Meerkat? I didn't do that one. It was so weird. Like it was like (laughs) almost like you were chilling. It's It's like it's a weird thing. But... What I'll say is some of the relationships I created on Meerkat are still like I'm still having those conversations with people on IG, on Facebook, like they are now on my other platforms because I always believe this like on social media if you're actually social that's where you're gonna spread the most.
1: At the end of the day like let's analyze somebody like Gary Vee. What's he committed to? He's committed to nonstop content. He's gonna pump out content and ideas and thought leadership regardless of the platform and when the platform shifts, and you're right, it will inevitably shift. It will. Yeah. So people are
0: gonna move on and you move too. That, that's it. I wanna touch on this. And then I, I wanna, I've got one more question I gotta ask you. If you're producing, like Gary Vee produces an obscene amount of content. He has like over 15 people on his staff that just produced that Team Gary Vee content, sure. right? Grant Cardone's another guy that comes to mind where he just like, he'll post like 10 YouTube videos a day, even if they're short clips and repurposed. Tons and tons of content. Is there any such thing as, too much content what do you think I'm going to say (laughs) I think you're going to agree with me and say no but there are people like well if it's not that good we were just talking to a guy in the music industry no there's no such thing and he was like well I don't post a lot because I I need it to be like really good
1: yeah that's a limiting belief is my honest opinion yeah and here's what I would say to you like I was having this conversation the other day I was talking to an agent who's like you know Tom Ferry says post once or twice a day Facebook Insta, whatever your chosen platforms are but post every day (laughs) And this agent was like, what Tom's not considering is how busy I am. Right. I got to show properties, I got to do this, I got to do I don't that, have or enough whatever content, it is, which is another... which, and here's the real big one, This I hear this excuse a lot, agents saying, I don't know what to post every day. I don't have enough going on where I could post that every day, and here's my challenge back to them, do it for 30 days. Even if it sucks, even if you find yourself saying like something that you said a week ago, post every day for 30 days, and there's a reason for that. Have you heard like Tom or Tony Robbins or anybody talk about your reticular activating system before? Yeah, Yeah. Right, so for maybe the people watching and listening. Yeah,
0: I'd love it. Yeah. Here's what it
1: is. Let's say that I tell you, hey, after this, I'm going right out and I'm gonna go buy a Tesla today. Maybe I've never considered buying a Tesla before. When I leave here, what am I gonna notice all over the road? You're gonna see them everywhere. Every I'm time, time see I get in car, right? I'm like, everyone bought the same car I have. Well, why? Because it's become a part of of my focus, right? So your reticular activating system, as there's all this data around you of like, what am I supposed to pay attention to? This is the part of your brain that says, pay attention to what you're already focusing on because it must be important. That's its oversimplified version of yeah. what the reticular and it makes, activating makes sense. system is. So here's where I'm going with it. Agents say, I don't know what to post on social media all the time. I say, if you can make it a habit where every day, even if it sucks, every day you train yourself to post regardless, then what you're gonna be training your brain to do is see opportunities, oh, see opportunities out oh, there. I could
0: post about this or stories about that or this or that. And when you say that one line, I think kind of where you're going is when you say, I don't know what to post every day that you're attracting that. Well, you
1: are to your, to your, exactly. Yeah, you are. But the other thing is like, if you go to the gym five days in a row and you skip the sixth, what are you thinking about that sixth day? I didn't go to the gym. Why? Well, because it's becoming more of a habit. It's part of your focus. And so, I mean, this can be hard or this can be simple. At the end of the day, what is marketing? The job of marketing is to generate trust and get the word out about what you're doing and how you can help people in your business. What are the best ways to do that? Well, do you have money? Do you not have money? Are you starting out? Are you super savvy and experienced? You have to have those kinds of conversations. I would say if at the level of Kai Whistle, like, he's where he needs to be in terms of producing right. high quality, high production content, tons of it. There's no such thing as too much content. There is such a thing as improvement over time and right. better content. Be- get, but keep you keep getting better. You don't get better unless you do it all the time. I agree,
0: 100%. We're going to shift a little bit. I think it's I think it's in line with actually because I mean, marketing has evolved right, and and I just think the industry in general is involve, evolving a lot. There is a lot of these disruptor companies, a lot of these VC backed companies. You can look at Open Door, you can look at uh, Trellor, you can look at Purple Bricks, you can look at all these companies, right? And I don't know, did you go to SF Inman? I. I I was there the very last day only. You were the last I spoke day. There, the last day only. So, you, so, so I you missed probably it. missed the Gary okay. Keller thing. I missed it. Your two cents on, I mean, that was a re- I watched it. It was very awkward. He wouldn't sit down. He was very much like the old man get off my front lawn type of thing, mm-hmm. and and kind of saying, hey, disruption is not coming. This is this is total, ludicrousy and like, and these companies are going to run out of money, and and maybe some of them are, and I think certainly some of them will, because that's just the market. Sure. What's your two cents on disruption and technology eating into the agent a little bit here in the future? Well, panic, dread, fear are never going
1: to produce great things from an agent. So I would say, number one, if your mentality is, I'm going to be out of work tomorrow, someone's going to take my money, like that's going to show up in how you take care of your customers, it's going to show up in your inability to sleep at night, it's just, it's not a way to live. It's going back to like, that's what's on your mind. Very much. And honestly, you're going to blind yourself to seeing the opportunities around you. This is my personal belief because you're going to be so focused on how the world's crashing around. That's all you're going to see. You're going to call it to your attention. So one, I would think being fearful of it is not the right way to go. Now, in terms of are we going to start seeing changes? We already are seeing changes in our industry. This industry is different than when I started. It's inevitable. Are agents still working and crushing it? 100%. They still are. Is where you're going with this that ultimately you're going to see the displacement of agents? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't really buy into that. Do I think we're going to keep seeing disruptive companies coming in with new business models?
0: Certainly. I don't buy into the displacement of agents. One of the things I think is is seems obvious to me, and, and we'll know if I'm right or wrong. right, right is is what Open Door's done, which is allowing someone to upload a photo of themselves and their driver's license numbers. There's MLSs that are doing this and that are giving buyers access to the lockbox to see the house on their own. So what I think is is going to happen is the agents, the teams, the brokerages that have the inventory and the buyers are coming directly to them, I think you're gonna see a lot more direct to the product as opposed to the buyers. I think that's the biggest disruption is, is this buyer agent bringing you on a tour and unlocking each door for you do you think I'm totally off?
1: If what well, I hear where you-, do you
0: think that, because whether Open Door wins or not, I think that's a feature that will last.
1: Okay, so just to make sure we're on the same page, are we breaking down the idea of, hey, what are the different, if I were to if I were to, itemize all the things an agent does that in that encompass their value, so to speak. If I were to break it down in one of those line items being showing property, that's what a buyer agent does. Are we talking Correct. about that?
0: We're talking, that's where I'm going, showing property. Okay, yeah.
1: showing property. and. I can think of a lot of agents who would be happy not to show property. Of course.
0: Now luxury on. market, I, I don't think you're gonna see disruption in showing property. Yeah, it's
1: gonna be segmented.
0: Let's talk about the average price point across America, the majority of the homes being sold. Do you really think that, that the way we've always shown property is gonna be the way we do it over the next 10 to 15? In terms of
1: agents unlocking the door versus Correct. buyers going on their own demand? Yeah. Listen, I don't know what that looks like exactly. If I were to look at some of the larger macro trends in terms of consumer behavior, on demand, meaning I do what I want, when I want, how I want, is certainly a theme. It's a trend we'd see. So, yeah, I think we're going to have to find ways to... Mm, I'm fishing for words. Like, you can't say, sure, we'll go look at those properties. We're going to see 10 on Thursday. I think the buyer, when they want to go see, they're going to want to go see. Now, I think a lot of this is dependent upon the market. I mean in a low inventory market which right now that's still characteristic of a lot of areas especially in the us yeah i mean it's like if you don't go look at it when the opportunity emerges you run the risk of never getting to see it before it's under multiple offer and so this kind of a market i think influences a lot of the disruption
0: we're seeing a lot of the fear we're seeing well a buyer can get super frustrated it's like it, you know, they may not have a relationship with the agent, but they ping them on a Tuesday, and to your point, well, we'll get we'll get in there Thursday. Then it goes under contract. They've lost complete trust with that agent, but it's very difficult for a team or a, even a brokerage for that matter, and certainly a solo agent, to like offer this on-demand experience, right? Because like almost at this point, you would have to just get more bodies, right? And then they're almost waiting like like they're in the bullpen literally like waiting like
1: yeah, for something I to happen. I can imagine
0: showing, I mean, if we're gonna talk about showings, I can imagine showings
1: being disrupted. I don't know what that looks like per se, but I think there is a level of, we could, as an industry, and I'm just brainstorming in my own head right now what that yeah. would look like. We could certainly have a way, uh, I mean, cause especially in this kind of a market, if a buyer wants to go see it on a Tuesday afternoon, to some degree that's warranted, especially if it's gonna be I under a contract
0: in an hour. I agree. If, if they're qualified and all that kind of yeah, stuff, right? Of course. So, well, yeah, and that's a whole other layer, right? That's a whole other layer. And, and that's ultimately why I think we both agree on this. Like, Agents and human touch in this industry is not going away because the layer on top of layer on top of layer of how difficult this process is, it's extreme. It's It's like no other industry. I know we like to believe that, but it's true. No, it's the only it's the only product we actually live inside of. That it's we the, buy. I always say it's the realest product out there, baby. It Real is. estate.
1: I mean we live inside them. I mean cars, you get inside of them, but it's you know, it's yeah. just from a tangible
0: standpoint, it's a different experience, right? Exactly. You're using it A to B. Jason, one I really appreciate your time and your insight. Oh, I always, fun. always appreciate jamming with you. I'd love you know, as we're parting off here, I'd love for you to let people know where they can find you. We're gonna link it up. Obviously we're gonna link Jason's stuff up. Uh, and then talk about where the next. I think there's two marketing edges left. Two in the more year. this year. Okay.
1: There's several that are going to be uh, secured next year that I can't talk about yet. Okay. But we're planning out next uh, year. I thought you were going to drop a big time bomb here on the on the pot. No. <laughs> okay. No. You can't do that. No. So where are the next two? Uh, we're going to be in Austin this September, and then I believe in November marketing edge is going to be in the Charlotte area. Okay. And we'll link up the uh, the
0: events. Yeah. Link. You can go to slash events Is there space in both of them?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, I enough. heard yesterday. I don't. Ha- I don't keep up with the numbers, but I heard yesterday Austin's close. Okay. And then once we're done with Summit, they'll probably make a push for it. So I would say, if, you know, by the time you publish this, you're gonna wanna. Th- yeah. I'll tell you this: we've done three this year already, and every one of them sold out. But not just a little; sold out massively, sold out. So a huge you, wait list.
0: Yeah, you know, some of the, some of the people watching may have been to Sales Edge with Bill Pipes. Like, right. it's kind of a format similar. Obviously, all yeah, marketing. we're like we're like twinsy events. Twinsy. Like- yeah. Now, so it's, it's you the whole time. Like, people are getting access to you for two it's days, two days, three, two days. It's two full days, starts
1: yep. on time, full days. There are some panels and things of that effect. I bring up some top producers and cool. we talk about what they're doing. The goal of Marketing Edge is, I don't want to be abstract or me just talking about marketing at a high level. Uh, I think it's important to understand how it works, what your goals are, but at the end of the day, you leave with a customized plan of action in terms of I'm gonna do this, 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 and this, and that's my plan. So you have the ability at Marketing Edge, like we've had some of the, well, are we talking about big teams? We're talking about solo producers. Marketing Edge has the ability to fit to where you are wow. at that moment in time, so you can build a plan that works for you.
0: Really appreciate it. Check the link if you wanna go see Jason on Marketing Edge. Just I really appreciate your insight and like the way you think about the industry. You're obviously gonna be around it for a long, long time. I so. like our industry a whole lot. Yeah, I think it, uh, I think it's really powerful stuff. Thank you so much. Thanks, Byron, pleasure.